I was walking to the coffee shop, which just happened to be outside of the building that I was working in. And as I was walking to the coffee shop, I walked past the HR director. Now, I I don't know if anyone's ever smiled at you, but I'm willing to bet that if someone has smiled at you, you've probably smiled back. It's almost like a, a, when you, when you tap on your knee, you know, and you get that reflex to kick your foot out, smiling is very much the same. Someone smiles at you and you feel okay about that situation and you reciprocate, you smile back. I mean, I'm willing to bet if you if you went outside right now and you smiled at 10 people, I'm going to say eight of them would smile back at you. And even the two people that didn't smile back, I bet if you went back to that same person 10 times, let's say you saw them at the coffee shop every day, I'm willing to bet that the next 10 times you smiled at that person, they would smile back at you, probably eight times out of 10. It could be that when you smiled at them the first time, they were thinking of something unpleasant or maybe just didn't really see you consciously. So this manager, this executive, walked past me, and I made a point to smile at her because I knew who she was. She'd never seen me from Adam. But she didn't smile. She looked at me with a straight face and she walked past. Now, I thought, hmm, that's a bit weird. I don't expect everybody to smile back at me when I smile at them. That would be strange. But I just had a hunch that maybe something wasn't right here. And after I got my coffee, I went back up into the office, and I happened to be sitting on the same floor as this individual, and I watched the next few times as she walked down the hallway, and employees actually walked past her and greeted her and said, hey, good morning, good afternoon, and I actually didn't see her smile at anyone. Now, again, I thought, well, maybe this is a one-off day. Maybe she's had a pretty tough day. Well, the next time she was in town, it was the same thing. And the next time she was in town, it was the same thing. If, If you're in that role, do you think you have an obligation to be pleasant, to smile back? How hard is it to smile at someone It's not hard at all. And I guess the next question is, if you can't get up the energy to work up a smile, maybe you shouldn't be there. I'm going to call this my soapbox episode. 
And it's actually not about smiling. It's about values. This is something that drives me insane. It drives me crazy. Organizations talk so much about their values, about what's important to them. You know, we're a, we're a people first organization. We're all about, you know, even customers, we're all about customer centricity. You know, we, we develop our people. We're a learning culture, yada, 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 yada. That's, it's pretty interesting though, isn't it? Because how many, how many organizations have we worked for or have we been to that actually walked the talk? I mean, I, I literally cannot think of one. Not one organization on the client side where they walked the talk. I've got a friend her name's Mary. She's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant uh, transformation consultant. And she just recently found out that she's been made redundant. And again, this is one of these people first organizations. You know, our employees matter to us. You're the most important thing to us. That's the rhetoric. That's the, that's the messaging you get on the side of the building. And then at the first sign of difficulty, the organization, the leadership decides they're going to turn off the tap on the people that have showed up every single day that have missed graduations, that have put off family events, that have made tons of trade-offs in their life and invested countless hours into the organization. And at the first sign of difficulty, we shut the tap off, knowing full well that, oh, well, when business comes back next year, yeah, we'll just try to hire these people back again. But, but you know what? That's their problem. If you want to know about values, and if you want to know about what an organization's values really are, go out and spend time with the people doing the work. I mean, I think when organizations put values on their decks and in their presentations and the leadership team are espousing all their values, I think that's all nonsense. I think what you should do if you want to know, is you should go out to the people doing the work and you should ask them, what are the values here? Or better yet, just watch them, observe them. You'll know straight away what the values are. I'm thinking about some work I did where I was out cleaning toilets. Now, this isn't uncommon. I mean, if you're an implementation consultant, and you're worth your salt, you get out and wherever possible, you get dirty. You do the work, you go into what we call the gimba. You perform a dialogue, a day in the life of, and instead of just standing there with a clipboard in your hand, you do the work, or you stand shoulder to shoulder to the person that is. That's where you really discover your values. You find out what's important. What does the organization value? Well, I'll tell you what, most of the time, it's not compassion and empathy for others. It's not about spending time on the things that matter. It's typically about KPIs and making money and hitting those profit targets. I've done so many changes where 
we've asked someone or transformations where we've asked someone to make a change. And the response I got back was, what about my KPIs? So, so wait, I'm sorry. We want to make an improvement to your day, to your life, to your workload, to your stress level. And what you're more worried about than reducing your stress is how good you look on that KPI report. That says a lot about values. It also says a lot about values when the executives walking up and down the hallway don't have time for you. They don't have time to smile at you and greet you and just ask, how was your day? Hey, you're looking pretty down today. Is everything all right? That says a lot about values. It says a lot when the HR director, who's supposed to be the person, the one person in the organization and the HR manager, who you can walk into any time of day in their office, catch them out for coffee, and no matter what, they're like a great, they're meant to be like a, this kind of shoulder that you can just lean on whenever you need to and say, oh, I'm really frustrated about such and such. I just want to vent on oh, this and this happened. It's, oh, it's, you know, it's caused me some dramas. But when they're walking around moped over and they can't even muster up the strength and the energy to smile back at you, you know what? It's probably a sign that things are not going so well in that organization. And when the rest of the executive team is like that, when nobody can smile, they're straight-faced, they're all too busy. Too busy looking at decks while the workers of the, of the organization are down on their hands and knees cleaning toilets, worried about their KPIs, worrying about how much time they have to finish a visit so that they can rush off and get the next visit done. The sources of income for the organization. That says a lot about values, doesn't it? And then again, I guess it, it starts to bring to bear that view about whether or not you really are a people-first organization. Now, I've talked a lot about, in previous podcasts, about if you're a for-profit organization, your purpose, your organization's purpose is to make money. Well, you're 100% right, it is. And insofar as making money, I would go, I would go as far as to ask you the question, when we're talking about income, we're talking about revenue. Who's more important? The person that's down on their hands and knees scrubbing the toilet or the HR director? Well, which one's bringing in revenue? Is the manager more important or the person scrubbing the toilet? If, let me ask it another way. If I took the manager away, what happens to the revenue? If I took away the person scrubbing the toilet, what happens to the revenue? Sometimes we get confused about what our roles are and who's actually more important. Right? The person that's out there doing the work is the most important person, period. And our job as managers and leaders and executives is to make sure that that person has everything they need to be successful in doing their job, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? I worked with one company, and I'm going to contrast the situation with this particular individual from HR. I worked with one company, and this was the coup, right? The COO, the chief operating officer, or chief operations officer. And we had a gig 
where we were going to go through and do some current state process mapping with the hope that we could do a redesign of the processes for the employees to literally make their job easier. It was quite manual. And we thought about, hmm, maybe there's some opportunities here. Well, that's a huge, that's a huge opportunity. But you know what the CEO did? So the CEO, you know what the CEO did? He actually traveled around the country with me. We went to each capital city. We went to each branch. And he did the whole trip with me. We spent about two weeks getting out, doing the work with these folks. And it was a very, very physical job. All right. And he, he knew most of these people by name. And most of the people knew him by his activities and his events and things that were going on in his life. He actually had a personal connection with these people. So you want to talk about values. I didn't need to look at a single deck. I didn't need to look at a single wall to know what the organization's values were. I knew the organization's values straight away when I started talking to the people. And they had brilliant things to say about this particular individual and about the company and how the company actually legitimately looked after them and had their best well-being in mind. You don't see that very often. You know, if, if, if as an executive or a manager, if you got out there for one week and you did the work that your people do, the individuals out there on the front lines not, not, not even a week, one day, one hour. If you spent one hour out there, you would know your own values better than if you spent five years in the office stuck inside that echo chamber that has been created around top-level management and leaders. Not all, not all are like this, but many. Some have a really good feedback loop for the front lines. But so few leaders, so few executives, so few managers actually get out there and spend the time understanding what's going on with their people. And so if they have something that talks about empowering their people and we put learning and development first and we, uh, we grow our team, right? For those folks that actually get on the front lines, they, they really understand what this means. And they've usually got a track record to show it. I, I worked in another company and we had some visitors come in from Japan. So this is an Australian organization and the global headquarters was in Tokyo and you had some sort of seven-figure personalities coming in to have a look at this oper operation. They'd been quite hands-off for a very long time. But, and the Japanese are usually good like that. If you're, if you're profitable and things are going well, they'll usually leave you alone. But when things aren't going well, they're going to come and have a look. And that's what happened when this, when, with this company. So they sent in a couple of these seven-figure personalities, these folks who had been around continuous improvement for their entire career. And I'd never seen this before. I'd never seen anything like this. And it was absolutely brilliant to watch. We sat down in the boardroom on the first day and the managing director of course opens and we've got all the executive leadership team in there 
And of course, I'm there because I'm helping with the implementation of some some improvements. And so we're we're going to play this back to the Japanese. The the senior um, Japanese delegate after the opening remarks, they they start going into the deck and uh, the the presentation. And he actually stands up and says, through his translator, he says, uh, "Well, let's go into the gimba now." What the gimba? The gimba. The gimba is the place where work is done. And he says, "Let's go into the gimba." And the MD says, "Oh no 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 no. We we've got." you know, full two days of presentations planned for you and we're going to go through this. And he he doesn't uh, sit around and wait for an answer. He just literally walks out of the room and on goes his, you know, and off with him goes his his entourage. And he walks out on the floor, gets his high-vis on. Actually, sorry, he already had his high-vis. Walks out on the floor and starts walking up to employees. Guys actually, guys and gals actually doing the work. And just imagine, I mean, the, the executive team was beside themselves. Imagine this. This individual doesn't want to hear a word about what you have to say in your deck, and he doesn't care about your pretty PowerPoints. He goes straight out to the floor where the people are doing the work, and he walks up and through the translator and asks, are you enjoying your day? Is this a good day for you? Is this a normal day for you? Are you happy? And this went on, and, and the MD tried to jump in and, uh, you know, politely said, no, 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 I'll, I'll have this conversation here with this individual myself. And this Japanese executive went from person to person, making his observations, asking only the folks doing the work about what was going on. And this went on for a good chunk of the day. And then afterwards, we came back into the boardroom and he said, okay, show me what you've got in your deck. And what was interesting was none of the pain points, none of the issues that those individuals had raised were mentioned anywhere in the deck, anywhere in that presentation. And and the quote-unquote improvements that were made, yeah, those weren't visible either. So it's it's pretty interesting, isn't it? When you get out there and you actually talk to people, you talk to the staff doing the work. And my whole point today, again, was about values. Either you walk the talk or you don't. But I should be able to, or anybody should be able to go up to any of the employees within the organization and ask, hey, what are the values of this company? And what you should get is you should get a consensus. You should be able to walk up to 20 people and 20 people should be saying about the same things. Oh, this is what the organization values. Oh, this is what the CEO says. Oh, this is about, you know, this is what the COO says. And oh, this is how they helped me out. And this is how they helped out Jane in procurement. And this is what we do here for this. Those are the values. Not what's on a deck somewhere, sitting on a page, in someone's laptop, getting shown to you on your very first day of starting. So even though we are operating in a for-profit organization, yes, of course we are. That doesn't mean that our people and the satisfaction of our people and the way that we treat our people isn't a necessary condition to achieving, to achieving profitability. Right? That's the whole point about necessary conditions. Just like customer satisfaction is a necessary condition to achieving your profitability targets. If you only sell rubbish to customers and, and, and offer the worst services imaginable, 
you're not going to be able to achieve your growth targets, right? So I think this is something that seems to come up again and again and again, and it's a simple fix. And it starts with, number one, smiling. Yeah, actually, literally smiling. And then number two, getting out there and spending time with the people who do the work so that we have an appreciation for the work that is being done. And then we align our values to that work and the way that we want to develop and grow our people. I mean, imagine consultants coming in from the outside and looking in at this and thinking, geez, they've got some challenges here. I mean, their values say one thing, and yet when I'm out scrubbing toilets, I'm hearing things that are not in any way, shape, or form aligned to those values, okay? So smile. Be glad that you're there. Be happy. Support your team. And lift and elevate your team and your people as a necessary condition to achieving your profitability targets.